Hello, you incredible, beautiful, strong, brave, worthy human. I am so happy that you're here tuning in today. It is such an honor to have you. Truly, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here and tuning in. So yes, this is going to be another one of those end of the year wrap-up podcast episodes. I don't know why I did that voice, but we're rolling with it, okay? But this is the thing. I want to do it a little differently. I want to do an end of the year wrap up episode that is going to be meaningful and helpful for you. I don't want this to be one of those episodes where I just rattle off all of my great accomplishments from 2021 so you just can listen to all of my accolades and feel terrible about yourself. No, we're not doing that today because first of all, it would be a lie because I think that when we share our successes, it shares a small, small window of the whole story. So you know what? I am going to talk about some of the things that I'm really proud of this year, but I'm also going to let you in on a little bit of the behind the scenes of the heartbreak that came along with some of those successes, the struggle that had to happen in order for them to come to fruition, and maybe the behind the scenes piece that we don't always see when we see other people doing really cool things. Um, Because the truth is, is that life is hard and wonderful and beautiful and challenging. It's all of those things for all people. So today, I want to talk about the good. I want to talk about the bad. And I want to ask you some really great questions because I want you to take some time to reflect back on your own 2021. I want you to think about what you're really proud of, what felt really hard, what did you learn this year, so that we can also set some really beautiful intentions for the year moving forward. So without further ado, let's dive on in. Hello there, beautiful friend. I'm your host, Kaya, a cattle rancher turned accidental life coach after embarking on my own health journey, losing over 100 pounds, but most importantly, rebuilding my relationship with myself. Now I am more on fire than ever to empower others to create a healthy life that they love from the inside out by sharing the tools, tips, and strategies that I've learned and continue to learn along the way mindset, health, body image, self-love, entrepreneurship, and more. We're here to chat about climbing the mountains of life all while finding joy in the journey. Welcome to the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. Now let's get climbing. So the other day inside of my membership community, we did a reflect and refocus workshop that I led. And I really wanted this to be an opportunity for us to take a look back at the year. I think dwelling and living in the past and worrying about the past isn't helpful, but the past is such an incredible teacher. And so I want us to just take a moment to pause and ask ourselves like what we were so proud of from the year before, what we really wanted to celebrate. I think we're so quick to judge ourselves and point out all the ways that we fall short instead of celebrating the good things first. So that is super important, but also to take a moment and look back at the hard stuff. Because sometimes the hard stuff is the most important stuff because it's through the hardships that we really learn the best lessons. And that's important. And after we did our reflections on the year, we refocused and we talked about what we wanted to take with us moving forward. And I did this activity with my members and it was so, so helpful and healing. And I want to kind of recap some of the things I discovered for myself and share some of those requests with you so you can reflect and refocus as well. Now, the first thing that I asked them to do, and I think this would be a really fun practice for you to try as well, was grab out a piece of paper and draw a graph that really looks more like a mountain range. You know, when, when I think we think about life, 
and the trajectory of our life. You know, we think, oh, it's going to be this line where we started from the bottom and now we're here, right? The straight line up. We started here, we got better and better and better over time. But I don't think that's true, right? We all have this expectation of how you get from point A to point B and we all expect it to be simple on the outside. But when we really get a better look at what life's journey looks like, the climb of life, my friends, this this podcast is called Climb, remember? The climb of life isn't even one mountain. It's not just going up a mountain until you reach the peak and there, congratulations, you've made it. No. The climb of life is a series of rigid mountain ranges with endless peaks and valleys. There are a lot of ups, a lot of beautiful peaks where the view is so good and there's a lot of low valleys up and down. You never arrive at the top because once you reach the top of this climb, this mountain, guess what? There's another mountain for you to climb over here. And I had them draw this graph, right? To kind of symbolize what their 2021 looked like. And you started at the bottom, like, where were you at when you started 2021? And then I had them draw a line with, okay, where was your first peak? What is something you were really excited about? What went so well? That would be one of your peaks. And then maybe you hit a season of burnout. Maybe you got exhausted. Maybe something bad happened. Maybe you had a hardship, a financial hardship. Maybe there was a loss in the family. Maybe you got sick, whatever that looked like. Where were those valleys in your life? And I basically had them create this visual graph, this visual mountain range of what their 2021 looked like. And mine had a lot of high highs and a lot of low lows. And I think all of us have that, right? And I think some of the things that that get in the way is when we assume that other people's lives didn't look the same way. We're all climbing a series of rigid mountain ranges there are going to be highs. There are going to be lows. There are going to be plateaus. There's going to be valleys. And that's okay. That's what makes life's experience so dang beautiful and difficult and wonderful and hard and joyful and sorrowful and all of the things, right? It's all part of this human experience. So I invite you to consider what did your mountain ranges look like? What did that graph of 2021 look like for you? What were those high highs in your life? And what were some of the lows? You know, reflecting back on my 2021, there are some really incredible things that I'm really, really proud of myself for. I was able to cross some things off of my bucket list. I was able to do some things that I never even considered would be possible for me. And there was so much joy to be had. But I also want to let you in on a little bit of the insights of the things that were hard, even through those things that were really wonderful too. I think that with the good comes the hard, right? With the ups, there are the downs. And these were a few of mine. One of the biggest things of 2021, of course, for me was I got married, y'all. I am a married woman. Wild. So wild. You know, as I'm recording this, we are at the very tail end. This is the last episode of 2021. And I only just now changed my name legally. I still have a lot more paperwork to do, but the social security card officially came in the mail and I laughed and told my husband, Merry Christmas, baby. You finally have a wife with your last name. (laughs) Better late than never, right? So in May of 2021, early May, May 8th, I married my dear, sweet husband, Brent Burchett. And I now am Kaya Twisselman Burchett. I'm very attached to that last name. So I made my maiden name, my middle name, and I got rid of Christina. I'm now joking and, and saying that if I ever have like a sassy alter ego or like I drink too much and I get a little sassy, that is now the Christina version of me. <laughs> Christina is alive somewhere deep within me, okay? She's just no longer legally on my 
social security card. So love you, girl. I'm talking to myself now. I sound like a crazy person. Anyways, we're moving on. Okay. So one of the big highs of this year, of course, was getting married. It was a beautiful day. And I put together my wedding album for a gift to ourselves for Christmas. And I also got one done for both of our parents as well. And mm, it was definitely a bright spot in my year. But can I let you in on a secret? It was also one of the hardest things that I did this year. Yeah, it was. You know what I found out from having a wedding is that event planning is not my strong suit. (laughs) That is for darn sure. Listen, I am someone who has struggled to make decisions in the past. Um, Sometimes decisions can feel debilitating to me and it is something that I'm actively working on. And oh, did planning a wedding test me? Basically planning a wedding is just a series of decisions. And that was just, I was in decision fatigue in a really big way. We got married in the middle of a global pandemic, which I will say, I feel like the timing of it actually worked out pretty well because May for us here in California was when things kind of started opening back up before they kind of shut back down again. And we got married at the ranch, which was wonderful, but we got married in a very rural location, an hour from the nearest grocery store, gas station, or hotel. So there was a big undertaking to basically create this little city of trailers for our friends that and family that came in from Kentucky. And it was so dang challenging. It was really freaking challenging. And honestly, if I had to go back in time, I wish I would have taken Brent up on his um, suggestion to elope because I think it would have gotten rid of a lot of the pressure that kind of got in the way of me just enjoying our special day, to be honest with you. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. And you know, I think everything is supposed to happen the way it was and I wouldn't change it now for the world. But going back, I don't know, maybe maybe I would have done some some things differently, you know? Getting married was wonderful. And it was also one of the hardest things that I've ever done. There was a lot of stress, a lot of money, a lot of time and a lot of energy. And I hope, (laughs) I hope it's the only one that I ever have to plan. So Brent, I really hope you're it, babe, because man, was that a difficult process to go through. But getting married was definitely a highlight of the year. And um, yeah, 2021 will go down in history for sure. Let's see, what else? This year was a really exciting year in my business. I was able to do some things that I was so, so proud of myself. I created an online membership community in April, and I have gotten the incredible privilege of coaching hundreds of women from all around the world. I also launched this podcast this last summer, which was so cool. It's been so amazing to be able to show up for you every single week. And I even launched an online store for the first time. So some really big moves in my business. And I was able to grow my revenue as well, which of course in any business is is incredible. But also it was a really hard year as a business owner. You know, I've, I've realized that in every new mountain that I climb, I have to relearn a lot of the same lessons and, and some of the hard things that I've had to walk through and some of which I'm still kind of in a season of struggling with, if I'm being honest with you, is comparison, self-doubt, imposter syndrome. I have some days when I wake up and I'm feeling so on top of the world, like, man, I'm crushing it. This is so cool. I'm so proud of myself and how successful I've been and all these things, are everything's great. And then other days I wake up and I think, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm playing dress up. I feel like somebody's going to find out that I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. I'm not cut out for this. I'm making bad decisions. I'm not successful. I'm not as successful as that person over there. I'm not as consistent on social media. I'm spending too much money on this. I should probably spend more money on that. Someone just canceled their membership. Does this make me a terrible coach? Am I a failure? It is 
it is a constant up and down journey. I feel like being a business owner in general, there are so many high highs and incredible moments and so many low lows when I question everything if I'm cut out for this. You know, I think too, with being a business owner, I'm having to learn how to be very resilient. I am someone who is a recovering people pleaser. For those of you that are familiar with the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram too. I want everyone to like me. I want to make everybody else happy. And learning how to be told no, how to get passed up on opportunities, to have people cancel their membership has really been something that has tested those qualities about me. And I've had to really learn the lesson of how to not take things personally and make them mean anything about me. You know, there's that old saying, I think I've even shared on the podcast before, but you know, you could be the ripest, juiciest peach in the bunch, but some people just don't like peaches. And I've had to learn that, you know, I can be a really great, powerful, impactful coach and businesswoman, but not everybody's going to like my style. Not everyone's going to like my message and that's okay. And it doesn't have to mean anything about me. There are so many lessons that I continue to learn in my business and it challenges me every single day. And sometimes I feel really great and confident and other days I feel like, oh my gosh, I want to quit and crawl into a hole. I'll just be honest with you. And I know I'm not alone in that. I feel like this is part of the journey of entrepreneurship in a way, but it's just not letting those, those, those valleys, those downsides get us stuck there. We got to have the faith to just stand up and keep going. The resiliency to realize that failing is an event it's not an identity because you make a mistake because you fail doesn't mean you are a failure. It means you found out how not to do something. What can we learn from that so we can keep moving forward? Another really cool thing that happened to me this year that I'm so proud of is I really, really kicked off my speaking career in a big way, which has been incredible. And one of the big things that was the most exciting for me was I was on the Kelly Clarkson show earlier this year. I got to go on the Kelly Clarkson show in May, or sorry, March, and that was such a cool opportunity. You know, I had always wanted to know like what the behind the scenes looked like of going on, you know, a daytime talk show. Like what is, what does backstage look like? Do I get my own dressing room? And when I went, it was in the middle of the pandemic and I had to drive down and nobody got to come on campus with me because it was COVID. And I had to, I had to drive to the Universal Studios in Hollywood and they had a pop-up testing site and I had to do a rapid COVID test. And thankfully I passed. When I drove to the studio, I got my own dressing room and it was so cool, y'all. It would have been so much cooler if I actually got to bring my people with me because there was straight up a karaoke stage in the dressing room and there was a table full of a bunch of snacks and a full length mirror. And I felt like I had freaking made it, man. I felt so big time, like a celebrity. I got to do hair and makeup. And I'm just going to say right now, JR, I don't know if you listen to this, but I made best friends with my hairstylist. He is just such a beautiful soul. And I felt like a freaking celebrity, like a supermodel. I felt so fancy. I remember <laughs> when I was backstage and I put on this beautiful hot pink dress that I got from the Madonna Inn here in San Luis Obispo. And I was so excited, but I was sweating y'all. And this is so TMI, but my right armpit sweats significantly more than my left. And I'm in my dressing room, like getting ready to go on at any minute. And I'm sweating through this hot pink dress and trying to fan myself thinking, oh my gosh, I'm about to sweat, like be this sweaty mess on national TV. And I had to really check myself and be like, whoa, 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 Kaya. First of all, calm down. You're only making yourself sweat more. And I notice when I get nervous before I go on stage or speak or coach or anything, when I'm getting really nervous, it's when I'm caught up in my ego, like when I'm worried about what other people are going to think of me. And it always helps center myself when I give myself this like pep talk in the mirror. 
And it usually sounds something like your goal today is to help one person, to help one person. If you can touch the life of one woman in the audience and encourage her to love herself a little bit deeper and show up for herself a little bit more than you have done your job. And if you sweat through your dress on national TV, that is okay because all you're doing is making one other sweaty woman watching feel better about themselves. <laughs> and when I do that, when I get out of my ego and remind myself that it's not even about me in the first place, like, yes, it is cool that I am on the Kelly Clarkson show, but I am not here for me. Gosh, it just puts me at ease and be like, yeah, I can totally have sweaty armpits and go on stage and be on national TV on the Kelly Clarkson show. I got this. And I can own my sweatiness because it's going to help one other person feel better about theirs. The good news is, friends, they gave me some some wipes and stuff. So I was able to fan it out for the most part before the show. But when I was walking backstage and they were guiding me like, okay, Kai, we're ready. We're going to take you backstage. As I was walking backstage, I look over to my left. And there in the flesh, in the most stunning bright red jumpsuit is Rebel Wilson, y'all. Rebel Wilson in the flesh. Love her so much. And I just was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's Rebel Wilson. And I'm like, okay, Kaya, just chill. Pretend like you see famous people all the time. No big deal. Pay her no mind. And I just like walked like walked by like I was so cool. And now I'm like, wait, why did I not freak out? When is the next chance I'm going to have Rebel Wilson there to like fangirl about? So that's one thing I regret from 2021 was not making Rebel Wilson know how much I loved her in that moment. So Rebel Maybe one day we'll become best friends. I'm just going to manifest that and put that out into the world right here, right now. Anyways, I go backstage. They call me out. I get to come out and sit on the the couch across from Kelly and talk to her in between takes. And she's so lovely. My experience of her, which I didn't get to like, you know, hang out and grab dinner with her afterwards. But my experience of her is that she is just as genuine as she seems on TV. It was amazing. She was interviewing me. I'm like, okay, I'm feeling good. This is great. They didn't have a live audience, but they had a virtual audience. They basically, it, had, it looked like all of these big cell phone screens, like huge life-size, like human-size cell phone screens that were in the spots where people would be sitting. And it was a live audience. So that was kind of cool. And we're doing our interview or whatever. And for those of you that haven't watched the segment, as I'm there, she's asking about my journey and how I got inspired. And then they surprise me and they open up the backstage doors and Rachel Hollis comes out. And for those of you that just joined, Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face, was kind of the book that um, was the catalyst for my personal development journey. And so it was this epic full circle moment for me. Rachel Hollis comes out. I don't get to hug her because it's COVID, right? So we're just like doing this awkward air hug across each other on this couch. And I get to go through this, this interview with Kelly Clarkson and Rachel Hollis. I'm sitting in between the two of them. Like, what is my life? Is this even real? And afterwards, after we get off the show, once we're off TV or whatever, Rachel's like, okay, whatever, I'm going to give you a hug. So I finally got to give Rachel a hug and I'm like crying and thanking her. And she was so kind and lovely to me. And we chatted in the hallway. We got yelled at the COVID officer once because we were too close and we didn't have our masks on. Sorry about that. And after talking to her, she stops me and she says, wait a second, do you want to do a keynote at the upcoming Rise conference? And I was like, um what? Yes, of course, obviously. And I was so excited and so honored that she asked me. And when I left that afternoon, I'm like pinching myself thinking, is this real life? I go back to our hotel room and I am just so excited, so pumped. And then I immediately crash and take a nap because it was just almost too much to handle. And then like the next week I'm thinking, Rachel's going to forget she asked me to be a keynote. It's too good to be true. It's not going to happen. No big deal. It's fine. It was still an amazing experience. And the team ends up reaching out and talking about me being a keynote. 
So epic, right? This like epic full circle moment. I'm on the Kelly Clarkson show. Rachel Hall just asked me to be a keynote speaker. This is going to be the best year of my life. Like I am so freaking pumped. And then a month later, the Kelly Clarkson show airs, right? And it's so exciting. So cool. Like just surreal to see myself on there, to be able to share that moment with other people. And then that same week, Rachel Hollis shared a video on social media and it was this, this rant video that went viral in a really bad way, in a really bad way. And I'm not going to recap the whole story um, or go into depth anymore, you know, super deeply about this. If you want to know more about it, there's, there's lots of articles about it on the internet. But anyways, she, she posts this rant without really thinking it through and it offended a lot of people. It hurt a lot of people and it was, it was bad, right? It was bad. And so suddenly I'm like, selfishly, I'll be honest. I was kind of like, dang it, Rachel, like really right now, is this, does this happen to happen right now? And Rachel Hollis had lost like a hundred thousand followers overnight because of this, this, this rant video. And mind you, the picture before this on her social media was the picture from the Kelly Clarkson show episode. So all of a sudden I have people flooding my Instagram and my social media saying, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that you would associate yourself with this toxic woman. And now I'm getting hate mail and I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? What is happening? And I'm not here to defend Rachel Hollis. I'm not here to um, talk smack about Rachel Hollis. We are all human. We all make mistakes. I think it's important that we own them. That wasn't her strong suit that week. Anyways, we're not going to dig any more deep into this, but all of this to say, this happened the week after. And all of a sudden I was like, wait, wait, but, but I was on the Kelly Clarkson show and now I feel like I can't even be excited about it because of all the drama that's going on around the other guests that was on the show. And it kind of deflated my balloon a little bit. It really did. I was like, dang, I, and honestly, it kind of made me a little bit scared of um, success a little bit. Me watching Rachel Hollis go through this very, very public mess up terrified me. It made me think, oh my gosh, the more successful you are, you continue to make the same amount of mistakes, if not more mistakes, right? Because I think that making mistakes and your willingness to fail is what helps you become successful. But when you become more successful and you make these mistakes, your public platform for making these mistakes is only exacerbated. So you only fail that much harder publicly in a bigger way. And it scared the crap out of me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. Like I got the residual crap from her mistake. And um, it kind of, it deflated my balloon a little bit. And I will say that I learned a lot of lessons from watching that experience. I learned a lot of lessons from how she failed. And I think we can learn a lot from other people's failures for sure. And it just kind of was like, you know, people are like, oh my gosh, the Kelly Clarkson show, that was the coolest experience. And it was, but there's this other piece of the story that I never really talked about or shared. And it was how I didn't even give myself permission to be that excited about it because I wasn't sure if the timing was right. And so Anyways, long story long, <laughs> Rachel Hollis's conference that I was supposed to be a keynote speaker at was actually scheduled to be the weekend after my wedding. And it ended up being postponed because the social media blow up was that bad. Her and her team needed to do some work before they were going to host this big conference. And so they postponed it. And I was bummed, but also at the same time, I was so relieved because that meant that I actually got to go on a honeymoon with my husband. And we ended up going to Catalina Island off the coast of California. And it was wonderful. 
and they postponed the the conference. It was going to be virtual. It was going to be in person. It was going to be virtual. I didn't even know if it was going to happen. I kind of stopped letting myself get excited about it. And they ended up having a hybrid. They only had a handful of people, like 100 people in person, and they had you know thousands of people virtual that attended this Rise Live Women's Weekend in September of this last year. And I got to fly out to Austin, Texas, my first time ever in Austin, and I got to be a keynote speaker on the Rise stage. And whether or not you are a fan of Rachel Hollis or not, I want to give myself permission to be excited about that because it, it it's a big deal. It's a big piece of my story. You know, I am so freaking glad that Rachel put the book out that she did because it was the words I needed at the time that I needed to hear them. And it was her words that kind of was the catalyst for my personal development journey. And the work that I did to get here isn't thanks to Rachel Hollis. I can appreciate the inspiration that she offered that inspired me to take the action. But the work that I did to get here was on me. I'm the one that had to show up and do this work. But to be able to go on that stage, like to get the Britney Spears microphone, stand in front of this epic LED backlit screen with my face on it and my name on it and my logo on it in front of this, this crowd of women from all around the world and it was at the Moody Theater in Austin, Texas. It was just the most surreal experience. Because if you would have told Kaya three years ago that not only would I change my life in the way that I have, but I would be on stage talking about it, that was so far beyond what I had imagined for myself. And that was one of the the coolest moments from this year was being able to stand on that stage. And I shared this with you because, you know, oh, you've been on Kelly Clarkson, you got to speak on the rise stage, but there's so many things back behind it and behind the scenes that I think we don't see, right? But I'm really proud. I'm so, so proud. And I'm I'm so grateful for that opportunity and that experience. And I continue to learn so much about myself and so much from other people. And just, man, what a cool full circle experience that was. And from that experience, I've I've really been leaning into the speaking, the speaking thing. And I'm so excited for 2022. I've already got quite a few speaking gigs that are booked. And if you're interested in bringing me to your organization or your event, you can find more on coachkaya.com forward slash speaking. I would love, love, love to come and speak to your group. Um, but that was definitely one of the highlights and hardest parts of the year as well. A few other things that I'm really proud of myself for is taking control of my health in a different way. You know, obviously y'all have heard about my health journey story and how I've lost over hundred pounds and established these healthy habits. And this year, you know, I'll be honest, I feel like I've, it's this new phase of my self-love journey of my health journey. And I'm not as rigid as I was before with my habits. And it's about loving myself in a new way, give myself what I need. And some of the things that I did for my health this year was get a new general practitioner and a dentist and an eye doctor. These things are important. I am an adult and I know how to make those appointments for myself. I wasn't always very consistent with it, but I'm proud of that. And I also got a therapist for the first time. And I'm very, very proud of myself for that. It feels like a beautiful act of self-love. I had a beautiful, wonderful year and had a really challenging, hard year. And, and I end this year kind of pulling myself out of a bit of a funk, if I'm being honest with you. I feel like I've struggled a lot this year with comparison and self-doubt. 
And I also have been learning how to use my own coaching for myself and give myself grace and space to be human um, and know that having self-doubt and struggling with comparison doesn't mean anything about me. It means that I'm a human and I can work through that and take the next step forward and love myself through it all. Now, I want to ask y'all a few questions before we take a quick break so that you can reflect back on your own year and maybe even pause and journal this out. I find it so, so helpful to put pen to paper and also to have something you can come back to in years future. So here are some questions and I'll also drop these questions in the show notes as well if you want to read them there and journal through them. So here are some end of the year reflection questions for you. What brought you the most joy this last year? What moments or memories are you grateful for? How did you show up for yourself and your well-being this year? What habits did you start? What are you the most proud of? What are some of your biggest wins? What was most challenging this year? What are some of the ways that you failed? What lessons did you learn through those failures? What did you discover about yourself? What got in the way of your success? What would you do differently if you could? How are you different today than just one year ago? And like I mentioned before, you can find these questions in the show notes as well if you'd like to journal through them and reflect back on your own year. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk about setting some intentions for the year ahead. Y'all. It's here. It's finally here. I have officially launched my first ever online store and I am so excited that I just might burst. ShopCoachKaya.com is officially live and ready for you to explore. I have put together a collection of goodies to help you find joy in your journey of creating a healthy life that you love. Inside the shop, you're going to find things like water bottles, journals, stickers, graphic tees, jewelry, and so much more. These products are really a reflection of who I am as a person. They're motivational, bright, and a little bit ranchy. And the other exciting thing is that all of these designs were almost exclusively watercolor illustrated by yours truly. It has been so much fun to tap back into my creative side and create these products with you all in mind to share a little bit of joy for you to bring home to yourself. I'd love for you to go and check out the store, but before you do, I want to share a special little discount code for my listeners. If you use the code CLIMB10 at checkout at shopcoachkaya.com, you will receive 10% off your first order. Happy shopping! All right. Welcome back. You know, when I think about our life journey, you know, I talked at the beginning about how I feel like life is a series of mountains with peaks and valleys, high highs and low lows. And I think that sometimes when we're in those low lows, when we're in those valleys, when we're in the middle of hardship, we feel like we're the only ones there. It can feel isolating, like we're alone, like we're failing, like everyone is doing better than us, like what we're doing is wrong and we're not supposed to be here. But what if we learn to rethink those seasons, to rethink those valleys and those low points and realize that those are just as important as the successes and the wins? If we were successful all the time, we wouldn't learn anything, right? Nothing. And I think that when we look back on our life, I think it's the hard seasons that we walk through that actually end up becoming the most beautiful. 
because it's through the hardships that we find ourselves or we find our strength. You know, if gem cutters, when they create jewelry and they polish stones, like these, these stones are jagged, roughed edges, sharp edges. And what they do to help, you know, smooth them out and polish them is they put them in these tumblers with all of these rocks and this abrasive material and they shake it up and it's friction, right? It's, it's these stones against all of this other abrasive material. And, and it is the friction that polishes the stones that makes them beautiful, shiny, smooth, and vibrant. And I want you to think about how the friction in your life, the hardships, the struggles, the uncomfortable piece are actually just, that's what's polishing the stone. It's the friction that makes us beautiful, right? That's what makes us so beautiful. And if you think too about like the phoenix, right? The beautiful phoenix, if you watch Harry Potter at all, a phoenix is born through the ashes. There has to be burning first. The hardship, the pain, the loss, the grief, the struggle is a part of this journey. And if you are in that right now, it might just feel hard, but I want you to trust and believe that this part of the journey isn't going to last forever. And it's a beautiful and important part of the journey that you're going to look back on one day and see just how much this was a part of your greatest transformation yet. I think I've shared about it before, but there's this this illustration that I have, and you can actually buy a postcard of it or a sticker of it on the shopcoachkaya.com. And it's a picture of a cow because y'all know I love cows. And behind the cow is a pile of manure. And growing through the manure are these two beautiful daisies. And below it, it says, grow through it. And I truly believe that sometimes life, it just feels like life takes a crap on us, right? Like it just stinks. And when you're in the middle of it, it just smells bad. It just stinks, right? And it's hard. But what I know being someone in agriculture is that it's not just crap. It's not just manure. It's not just poop, right? Manure is the world's greatest fertilizer. And inside of that crap, inside of that pile of manure are the best nutrients that help plants grow and bloom into their greatest versions. And I think the same thing is true for our lives, right? It is the hardships, it's the crap that we are dealt, that we deal with, that nourishes us within it to bloom into our best selves. And I think that the hard part is trusting that process. I mean, think about it too, if we're just going to stay with the, the agriculture reference here. Progress is happening even when you can't see it, even when you feel like you're not getting anywhere, right? It's like planting a seed in the ground and watering it. You don't see it come up from the ground for days, weeks, right? You planted a seed and you're just like, okay, I hope it's working. I don't see anything happening. But people in agriculture, farmers have to have more faith than anyone, right? You have to keep watering it and nourishing it in faith until one day that seed bursts through the surface. And then you can see the bloom from all of your effort. I want you to know that progress is happening even when you can't see it. That's important. We've got to trust that. We've got to keep watering it in faith. We've got to keep showing up in faith. I have some questions that I think are going to help us kind of refocus ourselves as we wrap up this year and reflect back on what we learned, what went well, what was hard, the lessons that we, that we had, and decide what our intentions are going to be for the year ahead. How do we want to go into 2022? How, what do we want to leave behind in 2021? So I'm going to ask you a few questions to help you refocus as we wrap up this year. What is it that you want to leave behind in 2021? And what would leaving that behind make space for in the new year? 
in 2022, what do you want to say yes to? What do you want to say no to? With the lessons that you learned this last year, what shifts or changes do you want to make? How do you want to show up to make yourself proud? How can you honor your future self today? What can you do to get one baby step closer to the person that you're striving to become? What are some simple habits that you can begin implementing from where your feet are currently planted? In order to show up for yourself, how do you want to feel? To feel that way, how do you need to think about yourself? And what is a word, a phrase, or a mantra that will remind you of that? I'd love to share my own. And I know I've talked about it several times, and this really kind of has been a theme for me this season. My goal in the new year is to really focus on being present. The words that I wrote down for myself were presence, surrender, trust, and intuition. If you listened to last week's episode, I talked about tuning in, and this has been something that I myself am really trying to focus on this new year, to stop getting distracted by all the noise and looking outside of myself and really learning how to tune in and ask myself what I want, what I need, what feels good and true to me, instead of asking myself, what does the world want from me? What does the world expect of me? What would make other people happy? I really want to tune into what makes me happy to be present with the things that matter most, to realize how precious this time is, how precious this life is. And the mantra that I'm going to continue to embrace as we go into the new year is just this, to help me be present, to help me be mindful, to help me tune in. As we wrap up this year, I want to tell you something that I actually heard in a podcast that I was listening to this morning. You know, I think we put so much pressure on January, poor January, We put all this pressure on January to be like this shift where everything changes. But it's kind of interesting to think about time and to think about the year and the months, right? Like what is the real difference between December 31st and January 1st? Like it's no different than the difference between, you know, June 3rd and June 4th, you know? It's just a day, a day difference. We just create these arbitrary lines in time, right? We just decide where the month is going to be broken and where the year is going to be broken. And really, one day to the next looks a lot the same. Yet we put all this pressure and these unrealistic expectations on what January is going to look like. And I think we need to stop with that, right? We're setting ourselves up for failure, by putting all of these big expectations and goals and dreams on a month, on a day of the year, right? This is the truth though. How we start the year is a direct result of how we ended the last one. One flows into the next pretty seamlessly. There isn't this hard end and this hard stop. Not really. Think about it. The way that we start our day is a direct reflection of how we ended our night, right? Like if you stayed up partying last night and you overdrank and you didn't go to bed until 2 a.m., what is your next morning going to look like? Just because it's a new day doesn't mean you're going to wake up at 6 a.m. vibrant and bushy-tailed and ready to go take on the world and run a marathon and do all the healthy things. Like, no, you're going to wake up with low energy, with a hangover. You're probably going to sleep in past your alarm. The way that you start your day is a reflection of how we end our night. And I know we talk all the time, people always talk about morning routines, and I believe that morning routines are really important, but we also have to consider our nighttime routines because that's what dictates the morning. And if we're trying to think about how we want to end the year, if we want to, or how we want to start the year, if we want to start the year really, really strong, you know how we have to do what we have to do to start the year strong? We have to end the year strong. How we start the year is a direct result of how we ended the last one. And so I want you to ask yourself, where am I at right now? Okay. 
Where am I at right now as I'm ending this year? And instead of you creating these unrealistic expectations of what January is going to be just because you changed the calendar month, I want you to be honest with yourself and meet yourself where you're at. And I'm not telling you not to create big goals for the new year. I am a dreamer and I'm all about big goals, but I'm wanting you to consider beginning the new year a new way, a gentler way, a way that won't have you feeling burnt out by week two or three. What I'd love to encourage you to do is pick one thing, one thing, one new habit, one new practice, one thing, just one small thing to commit to for the month of January. I don't want this to be like, okay, in January, I'm going to join the gym and I'm going to stop eating carbs and I'm going to sign up for this meditation class and I'm going to enroll back in school. And like, listen, those are all wonderful things, but you cannot do them all on January 1st and have them all last through the end of January. Okay. I mean, maybe you can, I don't want to say that it's not possible, but I think for most of us, we will get burnout. So I've created a challenge and I did this last year as well. And it's called the one bit don't quit challenge one bit don't quit challenge. And the idea behind the one bit don't quit challenge is to help us start a fresh year in a way that is actually going to last and be sustainable. Like how many of you have signed up for a diet program or a gym membership in January, gung-ho to crush your new year's resolutions only to realize that you've already fallen off the wagon in a couple of weeks? Yeah, me too. I think we all have. We seek out these quick fixes and we typically are only getting temporary results. So if this is the year that you want to set the foundation for lasting transformation and growth for yourself, maybe in your health journey or your business or whatever that looks like, let's break the cycle and do things different. I'm all about big goals and chasing your dreams, but I think we get so distracted by these quick fix programs promising us these quick results that we lose sight of the most important part of achieving any goal. And that is the type of person that we become along the way. Rather than overhauling your lifestyle overnight and sprinting towards the inevitable burnout, my challenge for you is to choose one bit, one small habit or action that honors your future self to do each day for the month of January. And you can decide what that looks like right now. What is one thing that you want to do to get you one step closer to your future self? One thing. Maybe it's reading a page in your book every day. Maybe it's meditating for five minutes. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's drinking an extra glass of water. Maybe it's journaling five bits of gratitude every morning. You get to decide, but I want you to start small. I believe so strongly in the magic of baby steps. And I talked about how, you know, progress is happening when you don't see it. And I think a lot of us resist starting small because we think, well, what is that going to do? What difference is that going to make? But we've got to plant the seed. We've got to keep watering it in faith until one day it bursts through the surface, until one day we can actually see the transformation that is happening. Because I think more important than what the action is that we choose to do, it's the consistency. When you pick one thing and you show up for yourself every single day, even if it feels like the one thing isn't going to make a difference, even if you think, Kaya, drinking an extra glass of water isn't going to change my life, you know what you're going to do? You're going to prove to yourself that you can keep a promise to yourself. And that's probably something that you haven't done in a while. We make so many empty promises to ourselves at the beginning of January, and then we feel like a failure and a liar. Like, of course you didn't keep it up. You never do. Meet yourself where you're at. Choose one thing, and let's see if we can show up for ourselves in one small way every single day and rebuild that self-trust, rebuild that self-confidence from the inside out. Let's plant the seed and water it in faith 
because I promise you that small thing, that one baby step, it is going to add up to be something really remarkable over time. But if you only are taking big leaps and bounds, you're going to get burnout and you're going to quit. And how far is that going to get you? Take some time at the end of this year, maybe as you're listening to this podcast, to reflect. Ask yourself what you're celebrating from 2021. Ask yourself what was hard and what you learned through those hard seasons. And let's set an intention. What do we want to do this next year? And how can I do one small thing every single day as I begin this new fresh start? And guess what, friends? You don't have to wait until January 1st. If you're listening to this at the end of December, you can get a few days head start, right? Because how we start the year is a direct result of how we ended the last one. You don't have to wait till January 1. You can start right now where you're at with where your feet are planted. I want you to know that I am so proud of you. I'm so, so proud of you. You have gone through a lot, a lot this last year. You have done some really great things that I want to celebrate with you about that you should be so proud of yourself for. Feel good. Yeah, you did that. You did those things. You showed up for yourself. You showed up for those people. You took action and you had some really hard stuff you walked through too. Maybe you had some low points. Maybe you had some struggles, internal, external. But guess what? You're here. You're still here. You're still showing up for yourself. You're still taking the next baby step forward and that matters. And that is beautiful. And I'm so proud of you. And I cannot wait to see what's in store in 2022. I love you all so much and I will see you next year. Oh my gosh. Can you believe it? Another year gone and another year to keep moving forward. I love y'all so much. See ya in 2022. Peace out. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Climbing with Coach Kaya podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please hit subscribe and leave me a review sharing what you loved most. Come hang out with me on Instagram and Facebook to keep the conversation going as we continue to find joy in the journey. Until next time, I am cheering for you, friend. Keep climbing and we'll chat soon.